are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producer shop talk brought to you by pbs not (laughs) what up dude friday i've been crushing it since thank god well before the key west roosters are crowing which i heard last friday but not this friday they do have a lot of roosters. Why is that? Like, has anybody ever solved that mystery? No, but what I do know is that it is very illegal to try and catch the roosters. Like, not, I wonder how you found that out. It's a big out. problem. Uh, uh, what, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> what, what, what happened is... Uh, I mean, if you no, go to Key West I mean, and don't try to catch a rooster, what are you actually even doing? You know, I don't know. I, I can't speak for anybody else. The answer is you're a loser. Yeah, so I went from being in Key West sleeping in last Friday to having a renewal meeting at 7 o'clock this morning, which was mm. awesome. Yep. Always a fan of the renewal meeting. Nice meeting. Uh, took a little different approach with this one than I have in the past. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. elaborate. Well, I mean... You know, I tend to be the person who says I could do something and then I have to figure out how to get it done. Right. Apparently somebody from Atlanta wanted to talk to me. I guess didn't realize. It's amazing. It's a Christmas miracle. My phone is actually not stuck in Do Not Disturb anymore and now it's interrupting a podcast. I quit putting it into Do Not Disturb because I could never get it out. And it's all, it's, here, it's so. always something. It is literally always Sorry something. Sorry about all that. Anyways, yep. renewal meeting, different approach. Yeah, renewal meeting, different approach. And, um, you know, with this account, I took this from an agency last year that had had this account for probably 10 years. Mm. Okay. And I went in... Um, the, the reason why I got in is because the service manager was a partner in another account that I wrote a couple of years ago and he had a falling out with his partner, left that organization and went to work as the service manager for this account and immediately reached out to me and said, Hey man, you know what, uh, what, what can you do for us over here? They're pretty loyal to who they have, but I know you gave us some HR services and all of that at the other place. Right. You know, you think you'd give me some access to helping them get a handbook put in place and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So 
they uh that that's what got the deal done i mean we just we had a conversation this morning specifically about everything they're using think hr for at this point and <clears throat> how much they appreciate that which i was glad to hear because actually this account is the very first account that we put on think hr when we got it it was, oh, it yeah. was manually done because they had an employment issue and they needed hmm. advice and i needed to get them set up with that hotline so that right. i wasn't the one spitting out advice because not when it comes to employment related issues david might not always be the best person's example to follow i tend to fire quickly and deal with the fallout later but it's that and I that stuff changes so like so frequently i mean especially with the climate of <laughs> today's well, america these guys are commercial like... they're commercial contractors too so having the osha reporting and all of that in there is good but that's not that's not what you know what got what, what's cool about this story is They'd been with this agency for like 10 years, and they, they I ended up getting in front of the two owners, met them one time, had lunch. <laughs> we talked over a lunch meeting. I looked at their loss runs. They had an open claim where one of their people had been rear-ended. Mm -hmm. um, the guy was not able to come back to work, allegedly. So I got involved with the adjuster on it. And I want to say that they had that claim reserved out at like, well, I don't want to say they say they did. They did have the claim. It was like total incurred of like 80,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I'm like, guys, you know, there's a lot of reserves on this claim. Let's figure out what this guy's story is. If we can get him back light duty, whatever we need to do, we need to do it because this is going to crush your mod. And being a commercial GC, you know, not GC, but a commercial contractor, you need to have your mod at one or lower. Or you're going to start running into some issues for qualifications. So, mm -hmm. You know, we set up a it, the the claim was being handled by a carrier we don't have a contract with. So, I had them set up a meeting with the adjuster from this carrier, and we jumped on the horn to talk about the what was going on with the claim and everything. And essentially, we had a couple of conversations. Uh, the guy was fully released. You know, he argued that the doctor didn't know what he was doing. So, I said, "You get a one-time change request." If you want to go see another doctor, that's fine. Here you go. You know, and we changed doctors. That doctor said the exact same thing, that this guy was ready to come back. And it's an interesting situation because the claim was not being litigated. <laughs> so like so he, the first he, doctor said, you're ready to go. And the and the employee was like, nah, bro, this doctor doesn't know what I'm talking about. And then he goes to another doctor and that one's like, you're good to go. Yeah. No, I mean, and, you know, there could be all kinds it's of amazing. things. This dude could have issues with painkillers or whatever yeah, yeah, else at right. this point. We'll never know. But right. um yeah, you get a one-time change. So he got his one-time change, and that doctor told him the exact same thing. Love it. <laughs> Which I do love, by the way. Right. And so we were running into an issue, and that's actually what led the whole Think HR thing to happen is they wanted to let this guy go. And so you they know, I got him know. set up quick, yeah. got him the hotline, and they called, and, and they dealt mm -hmm. with it. Um, but anyhow, in the meantime, we ended up getting the claim closed. And so it ended up closing out for like 38000 bucks. Now, the comp carrier, when they filed the unit stat cards, never updated. So that claim hit the mod at the $80,000 mark, right? Okay. So the mod ended up being like a 1.14 when it came out. So I just automatically, and, and by the way, this goes back to what we've talked about before. If you're doing things for your clients, make sure they know that you're doing things for them. I need True. to practice what I preach. This account is actually one of the reasons why I put out that that post um a couple weeks ago but 
you know, the guy calls up, look, he, the mod comes out, he's he's flipping out about the mod going to a 1.14. They've always been like 0. 0.85, 0. 0.86. Mm-hmm. And so um, I told him, I said, it's nothing to worry about. I'm on it. I've already run everything through our software. It, it'll be taken care of. And then I left and went to Key West, and he requested all of his loss runs. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Get out of here, man. Come on. Right. Really? You think requesting your loss runs is going to help your situation? It's not. Um, you know, we've already finished the renewal. It's been negotiated and ready to go for a month. And, and actually, I'd been trying to get this guy to get on his calendar for a couple of weeks so I could go out and present everything and be done with it. Um, but anyhow, when I met with them last year and was looking at all of this stuff, I said, if the claim were to close out with what has been paid thus far, I said, let's add... 10% just for, you know, using it as a case study. We'll use t- we'll add 10% to the current value of of what's been paid and then we'll make that what it closes out at. So I did. I added it. I ran, you know, the magic report on it so they could see where their mod should be this year based on that claim closing out at where it was plus the 10%. Right. So when the new mod came out, it came out at a 1.14. Well, I had it projected at a 1.08. And Yep. Now, so we go in to meet this morning and we sat down and I said, how's everything going? He said, oh, it's great. You know, blah, 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 blah. I got all the pleasantries exchanged. And I said, let's just go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. You requested your loss runs last week. That typically doesn't happen. So I'm just trying to get a gauge on how much BS I'm going to have to filter through to get you to understand what really happened over the course of this last year on your policy, even though... I've updated them on a monthly basis. You know, it, it was a scary moment. I thought the old stewardship report was going to come back to bite me. But uh... <laughs> Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. They uh, so so he said, well, you know, I'm missing the drug free credit on my workers comp. And I said, do you have a drug free program? And he said, no. And I said, do you know why you don't have a drug free program? And he said, because I'd lose half my people. And I said, well, while that's probably somewhat true, Mm -hmm. the reason you don't have it is because we looked at the numbers last year and based on what you would save on the 40 percent, um, you know, or save on the five uh, percent on forty thousand dollars in comp yeah. premium. It's going to cost you more than that to have the program. So it's not a good business decision. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a drug-free program or have some semblance of it, but if you're going to try and do it to comply to get the credit on your workers' comp, you're actually going to spend money, spend more money to do that than you're going to save by getting the credit. So, yeah, you know, that's up to you. You know, you should be doing post accident so testing. Does that, at what point does uh, does it make sense to even have a drug free program? Like, is there a, is there a I, threshold? I personally in terms think of- it makes sense. Period. Even if you have to pay to have it, because you're forcing, you're, it's not even that you're forcing your people to to be inside the framework of the rules. You're you're doing it because you need. I mean, 
I, I feel like you could run into some issues. You have somebody get in, injured on a construction site, you know, and you're working for a GC, and they find out this person pops for running lines on their lunch break or whatever else, and yeah. you don't have a drug free. You know, they could say, "Why don't you have a drug free?" You know, this is right. negligent on your part. You shouldn't. So, I mean, I could see it happening from that perspective, but I guess anyhow, I just meant from cost for, from a cost standpoint, but. It's more of an investment they're... than it is a cost. I don't know. You're, yeah. you're not going to make money on the credit. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, we're sitting down and, and, and I said, well, you know, that's that's why. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, well he goes, this mod's r- ridiculous. I said, well, don't worry about the mod. I said, everything that I told you was going to happen this year has actually happened almost to the penny. He said, what do you mean? And I said, well, your mod's wrong. I, to- I told you, you know, I always run this through software to make sure that it's accurate. And I did, and your mod should be a 1.08. You're going to get another six points shaved off of your reporting, I mean off of your um, net rates because the mod is going to get corrected. And he's like, oh, and I said, and by the way, and I pulled out, I had printed it out before I left, I pulled out the mod report where I projected what the mod was going to be this year, a year ago when I had lunch with them, and it was a 1.08. (laughs) So I said, and by the way, here's what I told you it was going to be last year. Here's where it's at. Right, and he said, "How did you? How did you know how to do that?" I said, "Do I ask you technical HVAC oh, yeah. questions?" Because I'm good at what I do, brah. Yeah, and I basically just said, you know, this is what I was trying to tell you. You know, anytime somebody comes in to try and tell you that things aren't right, and is whispering in your ear, it's their job to create doubt. But you need to understand that I'm always on my A game as best I can be. I'm not saying I don't ever make mistakes. But I'm t- pretty much on my A game when it comes to stuff like this. And if you have a question, just pick up the phone and ask me. I'll happily walk you through it. Now, let's talk about everything else that we're going to do. And basically, we're going through, you know, we put we added a couple of life policies for them this year because of um, the buy-sell agreement. Nobody had ever talked to them at the other agency about buy-sell. We mm-hmm. got a buy-sell in place and funded it with some life. And he said, hey, you guys handle benefits too? And I said, we can, <laughs> yes, sir. And he said, I want you to go ahead and start handling my benefits. Let me let me get let the dust settle from this. And so then we got into the conversation about um, how he was going to pay. Because, you know, even though I've been doing this a long time and I have a good read on when something is going to go my way, mm-hmm. you never know until it's done, right? You know, like, are you going to call me Till at 3 o'clock this afternoon? Yep. Yeah, you're going to call me at 3 o'clock this afternoon and say, oops, changed my mind. I'm going a different direction, even though I don't think there's any way they could. Oh, I remember the other thing. The other thing was I showed him on the matrix. I said, you're going to get 12 points back in the form of a dividend this year. He said, what does that mean? I said, that means that if you have a mod of a 1.08 and you get 12 points back from last year's policy, you're going to be about 4, 4% less than manual premium right. if you factor that recapture of you know bringing the dividend in and apply it to the current year payment stream so mm-hmm. he was pretty pumped about that but then we started talking about his auto owner stuff and i said listen i mean i don't know what kind of cash position you're in man but if you're if you're flush you might want to consider paying some of this stuff in full there's a pretty substantial discount yeah. he's like yeah you know but i, I don't want to let the money go and I said, well let's look at it I said the money's gone either say, way well, I told him, I said, you're going to save at least 10% by paying in full. I mean, let's just assume, let's all things considered equal, let's just assume that you have the cash to pay for your auto, your GL, your inland marine, and your umbrella. And mm-hmm. you're going to maximize the benefit of that. I said, so let's let's just assume that you can do that. 
you're going to save at least 10%. Like that's, I ran the numbers. It's about a 10% discount if you pay in full. Mm -hmm. Are you making 10% on that money sitting in the bank? Right. And he's like, uh, no. No. And I said, so if you leave the money in the bank, you're probably making a percent or less and you're going to pay 10% more over the to course put of the your policy period. Insurance on a payment stream. Mm -hmm. If you understand the way the money flows, just pay the policies off and you're going to actually do better than you're going to get a better use of your money than you would just leaving it in the bank. Right. And so yeah. he did. He just decided he's going to pay them all in full. Well, it makes sense. I mean, and one, the one thing I do like about the auto owners, it puts it right there on the uh, on the quote. I mean, it shows you in big letters what you're going to save from the, uh, you know, from from paying in full. And I, I would say that most of the contractors that I've been dealing with lately have have been just, you know, go ahead and take care of it. Because I mean, it, it's like why not? If you're going to save a few grand, I mean, any, anybody who <laughs> who can add and do basic math can see that that's a good move. If if otherwise, it's just going to be sitting in an account not doing anything. Yep. So the moral of the story is project the mod and then show them in their face that you were dead on the money a year ago. And don't take crap from other agents coming in, sniffing around your accounts. If you're 100% sure you're doing the right thing, don't be afraid to stick by your guns. Yeah. The one thing I didn't do that I should have done is I should have been more proactive in letting him know that I already did the work on the mod and not wait till the renewal meeting to say, oh, by the way, I've already filed all the stuff with NCCI to get it changed and all of that. I yeah. could have ended up get, I, you know, if I look back on it, I could have gotten fired and never given the opportunity to present yeah, because the renewal point. quotes automatically went to them from auto owners. They automatically went to them from Amtrust. And he could assume that he had that. But I mean, again, the other thing is, and this is something else he didn't contemplate. He looked at the increase, right? He looked at his premium as having this increase mm -hmm. from last year to this year. So he was looking at the policies as they were issued and comparing them to the renewal quotes. And I'm like, John, you can't do that, man. I mean, this is not something – the math doesn't jive. It's, you have to realize when this was written, you dropped three vehicles that were older and you added four brand new ones to it. True. So the current year policy premium is not what was issued last year. If you look at where mm -hmm. your renewal is versus you know, where this came in, you're only, your, your auto rates are only up like 275 bucks. Right. Yeah, and you have an additional too. vehicle. <laughs> and I mean, over, over the course of the policy period, people forget that stuff. You know, they're like, well, why yep. am I, you know, why did I jump up so much? Well, you know, you added three brand new vehicles. Like I, I had that happen on a renewal uh, a couple of months ago at the end of December. Like, man, why did I go up 1500 bucks? Well, dude, you added two brand new vehicles and got rid of, you know, a 2005 halfway through the policy period. So, you know, you, that a little bit of that premium hit last year when you added them. But I mean, this is... This is how it's going to be moving forward. Yeah, people, when you go to present the renewal, you need to use the actual annualized rates. So when endorsements happen over the course of a policy period, you need to keep track of what the annualized amount of that endorsement is and then add that to the raw premium because that's really the annual cost of that premium. It's not whatever was booked less what was taken away plus the pro rata share of the endorsement for the rest of the policy period. It needs to be annualized out because when you're going to look at the annual quote for the renewal, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not showing them the annualized version of what they have in place right now. Good point. All right, man. That's all. My, my head hurts. It's time for the weekend. Yes, for sure. Big weekend. Big it is a weekend. big weekend. Go Bucks. Fire the cannons, baby.
Yep, I'm 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 ready for it, man. I am too. I'm gonna be All right, people. E- either way, win or lose, I'm going to be useless on Monday. So just don't even bother. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, do I need to let anybody know there's going to be anything out of the ordinary? Or <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, man. Have a good weekend, everybody yeah. else. See ya later. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes